It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Hello everybody, welcome, I think it's episode number 497 of the Cricket Badger podcast, coming up to the 500, I think only Brian Lara and a few others have got beyond um, the uh, mighty 500 in uh, cricket, so we're going to try and plan something a little bit special, getting hamstrung on that actually to be honest, Um, the guest that I wanted to get on hasn't responded, so um, I'll try him again. But we'll see what we can do. But episode number 500 will be special in some way or other. Today, though, we are basically reconvening. Chris Marshall's my guest today. Hello, Chris. Hello, James. How are you? Um, Big Yorkshire fans, so am I. We are basically kind of regrouping ahead of what might be a big week for Yorkshire cricket. Because just to kind of recap a little bit, Azim Rafiq, allegations of racism, the club doing nothing about them, culminating in Azim giving evidence and testimony to the DCMS hearing back in uh, November of last year. ECB, obviously, was at the same DCMS hearing. Off the back of that, ECB said that they would not give Headingley international cricket in 2022 unless Yorkshire could show them that they were making a difference and they were changing for the better in terms of inclusivity, equality and racism at Headingley and in Yorkshire cricket. So this is where we are now because we're expecting a an announcement from the ECB at some stage in the middle of uh, this coming week as to what they're going to do with A, international cricket uh, at Headingley and with Yorkshire and B, if there are any other punishments that are going to be handed down off the back of Yorkshire's failure to really tackle the the issue over the 18 months that I was trying to help Azim get a voice and try and um, be heard by Yorkshire cricket. Chris, you're um, heavily involved. We've, we've been on and we've talked about this instance uh, or this subject before. Hey, I mean, it is a big week for Yorkshire, this, isn't it? Potentially, it could be massive. It is. I mean, I, I think the probably fair to say as well, it's another big week. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems to me at the moment that, that every week is a, a huge week. Um, I suppose in one way, the analogy I'd started using was Yorkshire seems to be trying to navigate its way through a maze with a, a trap door almost around every corner. 
that they didn't know was there. So, and I think that will that will get to the hub of this conversation, you know, in terms of you know, it's rather easy to say to somebody that must must improve, but you've got to give people a chance to improve, and you've got to figure out and let them improve. So, yes, it's going to be a big week. Hopefully, it will be a week where common sense prevails and uh, people are realistic, and that everybody's voice is heard. You know, Azim has said that he believes that the, the, the game should come back. You know, so if you look at it from a, a victim statement in court, then that, that should be taken into account. The members were, were very vocal in terms of how important it was to them as part of their membership of, of Yorkshire. Um, the community needs the club to be there. So there's a, there's a myriad of reasons why it should go ahead. Um, and I think that you know, maybe we can unpick some of those over the next 5, 10, 15 minutes. I, I've been a little bit umming and ahhing about what I think the ECB should do to Yorkshire. Having been um, in regular contact with Azim, he came on my podcast back in August of 2020, and we delved a little bit deeper into the uh, the racism at Yorkshire off the back of his, his previous chat with Wisden. Um, and then I've spoken to Azim ever since, and obviously he's had some dark times in that period. Um, people that think he was just after a quick book and a, a little bit of notoriety um, haven't had him messaging them at, uh, at the early hours of the morning saying, I can't, I can't go on. Um, and and feeling pretty pretty crap about stuff. I think you've got to look at the bigger picture with this. I, I keep seeing people. One of the things that's frustrating me is that a lot of people are suggesting. Well, we saw what happened to Durham. They lost international status. They got deducted millions of points. But I the, my comeback with that is that Yorkshire A is different. This is a different situation. And B, just because ECB got things wrong and were too draconian and too harsh on Durham, which I think most people in cricket think they were. Surely that's a good reason to actually not be quite as bad this time. You know, I want consistency in cricket, but I want consistency in harshness and, and unfairness. No, I think you're right, Joe. I mean, and obviously, yeah, the, the caveat here is here are two Yorkshire fans, you know, you know, born in Yorkshire, talking about the fact that you know, we should be treated a little bit differently. But the ECB have also got to be careful that they did get Durham spectacularly wrong. Um, you know, and two wrongs don't make a right. And you've got to learn about that. They've also got to bear in mind this time that there's a, a myriad of potential scenarios coming out with other clubs and, and, and the such like around the corner yeah, that could hang on what they do with, with Yorkshire. So any punishment has to be punitive. It has to be realistic, but it can't be retrospective. Yeah, So you've got an awful lot of people whose who's planning and expectation is around this year. And you've got this horrible catch-22 that in order for Yorkshire to survive, there is absolutely no doubt about it, it needs international cricket. Mm. Yeah, it, it will not survive without that. Now, I know that people will say other counties survive and everything else, but you've got this big landmark stadium, you've got a big infrastructure, you know, you've got legacies, you've got what it does for the community. So they've, they've got to tread very carefully. I know how precarious Yorkshire's finances are. They, they yeah. have been for some time. And they are precarious enough that at the end of 2010, I got made redundant because we had a poor um, international return off the back of the Pakistan-Australia test match that Yorkshire ended up taking instead of a Bangladesh test match with England involved. Um, yeah. It doesn't take a lot for Yorkshire's finances to get a little bit precarious and the things to start to matter. Uh, but I think, I mean, going back to what I was saying about the me being a bit conflicted here, having experienced this almost with Azim um, and seen how bad Yorkshire were at times during this process in terms of not actually engaging with him at all, not listening to him, not doing anything about serious allegations of racism. There has to be a punishment to me. There has to be a punishment. Now, I've spoken to a few people and maybe I think 
because of my experiences of that 18 months, I'm a little bit too, even going too far, because I was actually suggesting this should be um, penalty points over a, a number of years. But somebody said something very, I thought, salient to me the other day. He said, because we were talking about looking at the bigger picture here, and a punishment which takes international cricket from, from Yorkshire potentially takes away the future of Yorkshire, because the club is... Yeah would go under and that doesn't make Yorkshire anything more inclusive or opens doesn't open cricket up to the masses at all because the cricket would disappear but if you equally if you actually um, give them a significant penalties over a number of years in all competitions to make a real statement to say you know you've been very very naughty it's going to be over three four years time uh, uh, what you potentially do there is actually keep the stain of racism above the club which is hopefully changing and in three or four years' time will be a completely different entity under Lord Patel and Goffey and everybody else that's involved these days. You are potentially keeping still deducted points because of racism across the, the, the entrance. And that doesn't necessarily open up the club to people of colour in Bradford, Sheffield, Huddersfield, Halifax, wherever, um, to, come, to make them think that this has changed because they're still seeing those penalties in place. So what that person said to me, and I actually ended up agreeing with them, was, yes, keep international cricket. I, my, my personal view, Chris, is that they should keep international cricket but have it as almost like a suspended sentence hanging over them. You know, if you ever ever take us down this road again, it is gone. And don't think you're going to get a second chance next time. Um, I think that's very important that it still still stays there as a threat and a real, and a real threat. But to get any um, points deductions out of the way in one go, you know, make a big statement, 150 points in the championship, almost guarantee relegation, however you want to do it. But do it in one one go and then let the club come back from that it would be hard to disagree with that um but, but you know i've no doubt some would i mean I, i'm going to be a little bit flippant here and, and throw in that the, from a personal perspective you know give us the test matches but keep the hundred take the hundred away from them i'll, I'll live with that one any any day of the week uh, um i i think that it goes back down to right at the very beginning of this conversation is that you know obviously Yorkshire have put in, you know, a series of, of steps, programmes and initiatives to address the issue. And bearing in mind that the tick start, the clock started ticking, what, November, December on this, really, there's not much else you could do. There's no cricket being played. Yeah, half the players are out of the country on, on you know, tours or franchise cricket. Um, there's been staff issues, there's been membership issues, there's been legal issues, there's been a whole myriad of stuff. But it's hard to see what other stepping stones to the future Lord Patel and, and Goffey and the such like could have put in place. So whatever you do, you have to provide time for that to, 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 to filter through. So therefore, punishment should be incremental and staged against delivery of those timeframes. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. 
the other thing, Chris, is that this isn't just a turn the light bulb on kind of solution. This isn't, right. you know, that, let's be a little bit wider. Racism goes through a lot of society. Yeah. It's not just cricket and it's not just Yorkshire cricket, as you hinted at earlier. There are other clubs, I think, around the country who are maybe sitting back and um, with their slippers on thinking, ha, 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 look at Yorkshire suffering here. We're OK. Trust me, there are instances of this around the other, certainly other clubs in the country. It's just that Yorkshire, as I've said before, got unlucky that they had somebody, a stubborn bugger like Azim, who, who basically wouldn't go away. Um, whereas a lot of people, a lot of um, victims do go away. So this is it's, it's game wide. This this isn't something which is just a Yorkshire thing. Um, and but it's not. And, and consequently, this is a massive issue. There's there's been cleverer people than you and I, who have had um, tried to solve racism in the past and have failed because it is entrenched in some people. It is institutional in in, in many areas of society. So it's not a thing where Lord Patel can just go along to the ECB, do a presentation, and say. Turn the light bulb on, right, we're solved, everything's sorted, see you later, lads. Because it's going to take time, this, isn't it? Uh, that's my point, James, is that I, I would actually come down on the side of being reluctant to penalise for what has happened. I would be more likely to try and find some penalties for not solving it. Um, you know, Let's live in the future, and if there are programmes in place to make cricket more inclusive, then let's penalise Yorkshire if they don't make cricket more inclusive. Yeah. Uh, if there are programmes in place to you know, um, get a, a more diverse uh, coaching staff, an inclusive coaching staff, then let's penalise them if they don't do that. So I think that the, the, yeah, if, you, if, you look, if you look at the work that's having to go on unravelling the problem, you know, there's a lot of people that have lost their jobs. There's a lot of sponsorship that has been lost. There's a lot of membership dissatisfaction. There is a case that the club has actually been penalised a lot already. Yeah, it, it and, is- and, and from that, what you've just said about the job losses, don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty of that, but the you would have to say that the people who are responsible for the mismanagement of the racism under Azim Rafiq are no longer at the club. Yeah. That, that's a penalty, isn't it? Yeah, that, that that's that's a consequence of somebody's of, of, of actions. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I'm not sure that yeah that that I'm not sure in any walk of life that just taking points off somebody ever really means anything and everything because at the end well, of the I day, think it's important, Chris. And I mean, I'm a Yorkshire fan. I want to see Yorkshire win everything. We haven't done that for quite a while, <laughs> but I want to see Yorkshire win everything. Yeah. But I think it's important that Yorkshire can't be seen to be successful in 2022 they've got to look like they have been hamstrung and punished and put in the naughty corner in terms of cricket because it's not just i mean say that this is an issue that's around the rest of the country which i firmly believe it is there's incidents in other counties don't get me wrong but it's it's not so much i always say to azim and azim agrees with this there were two it was twofold Azim situation. There were his allegations to the club that he made, which they were duty bound to investigate and didn't do. And then there was how they didn't investigate it and how they buried their head in the sand, dug trenches, tried to pretend they were right when they weren't and basically tried to get away with it. That was that to me actually is worse than um, some of the allegations that Azim made, which were bad enough. But for an organisation not to, you know, every organisation has a duty of care to it, their employees and if an employee yeah. makes a complaint, whether you think they're right or wrong, they you still have a duty as an employer to investigate it and take appropriate action. Yorkshire did none of that, and that to me is is there is, is almost like a worse crime because they should, if they'd done it properly, they would have investigated it straight away. They'd have banged heads together straight away. They'd have got rid of people straight away if they felt that was appropriate, and they would have dealt with it and sorted it all out. 
they didn't do that and they let the, they let it drag on and they've only got themselves to blame to a degree that they got to this stage now and that that is the bit over and above some of the other counties because I don't know if the other counties are in denial. I don't know if the other counties are actually aware. You'd hope they are aware now because they've got the hotlines and you'd hope that people are feeling empowered enough to actually um, make their complaints and, and tell people of their trials and tribulations in terms of racism and any other um, inequality at clubs. But I think it's twofold, the, the, the misdemeanor for Yorkshire. It's A, the fact that these things happen in the first place and B, the fact they try to dig a big hole and bury it all. Again, yes, um, we, we're going to differ, I think, because I think that if you if you say to somebody like Yorkshire, an organisation, that they have to come back and build bigger, stronger, better and show the way and be a beacon of light for, for the way forward, uh, you've got to be careful that you don't open yourself up to inhibiting that. Now, if you take a lot of points out now so the club is going to be weak, then you're not going to get players signing and wanting to come. Right? So I actually would be still in that camp um, that you... You don't draw a line under it in terms of punishment, but you draw a line under it in terms of now's the time to move forward. And I say, what, that, what is the punishment there, though, Chris? Because well, what, what somebody with... would say to you would be, um, if you let Yorkshire retain international cricket and you don't really give them any financial, any um, point penalties, what is the penalty? Well, I would give them point penalties, but I would differ from you. I would put them in the future, and I do understand what you said about like the, you know, the umbrella of, of racism hanging over them. But the reality is that that's going to hang over Yorkshire for the next 30 or 40 years. So you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get away with that. And I think that to, to, for Yorkshire to rebuild based on what Yorkshire says it can do and its plans that are in there, and to get a, and, and if that works, to go the, the 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 points deduction is is wiped off is one thing. If they fail, and if you can imagine a scenario in two or three years' time where they failed to rebuild and these punishments come in, I think they will be even more punitive because I don't think Yorkshire will come back from that. Mm. Yeah, I think that you know, whatever happens now you know, is a mess that's been sorted out. But if you actually have two or three good years, but you haven't delivered what you said you're going to do off the field you know, as, in terms of addressing the racism issue and you get a penalty then, I think that will actually have been more devastating effect you know, personally. Because I think that... You've got to allow the club to rebuild now. You've got to allow the members to say, I want to be part of this club and have a more diverse... You membership. can still rebuild, though, Chris, with penalty points in the in, in the Championship Division 1, can't you? Yeah, ultimately, Chris, if you go to Division 2 of the Championship, it doesn't really cost you that much money. Members, A lot of members actually quite like that because you go to different places. It's, yeah. it's not the end of the world being in Division 2 of the Championship and it, you can bounce back and have a very good year as you get promoted. So I don't think that would be the end of the world. It won't cost them a huge amount of money but it makes a little bit more of a statement than not giving them any penalties at all. Uh, it might make a statement, Jay, but it's, it, I, I guess by definition, if it doesn't really matter that much, it's not really that much of a punitive... The, 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 the other thing as well, Chris, which I think there's a slight irony in the fact that the ECB are the governing body handing these penalties down because the ECB knew everything about Azim's um, situation all the way through this and didn't really do anything to help him too yeah. much as, as he went through the 18 months because it's almost so it's almost like a guilty party sanctioning a guilty party to a degree yeah and, and i think that might be one of the complexities in terms of, of what they can do i mean you know if you're not whiter than white yourself it's pretty hard to pass judgment yeah and if you've been complicit in part in the problem or in not resolving the problem are you going to punish yourself so i, I get i get why it's a complex situation i just feel that if you want to build for the future you need you need to give everybody as good a chance now to do that building and to try and build for the future with your hand behind your back or without the wrong right tools. It just opens it up that it's never, you see, 
if you don't if you don't give Yorkshire free reign to build, they'll always have the caveat that you never gave us free reign to build. Yeah. yeah. So it will never actually always be down to them. Lord Patel and everybody have been very clear that they've got a plan, that they've got a vision, yeah, and, and they want time to deliver that. And I think the biggest punishment would be if you allowed them to do that. And if it didn't work, you said, well, you had your chance, right? You know, two strikes and you're out, as opposed to just now trying to unravel the mess with who said what, who's done that, who should be punished, who shouldn't be punished. Um, moving on a step, this is, I've always said that as he was given Yorkshire a golden ticket, given cricket a golden ticket to a degree on, on in terms of inclusivity and racism, this is a chance and a reason, an, an excuse almost for the club to actually treat this seriously and take it seriously and make the club better. And you mentioned the kind of the term beacon. This is a chance for Yorkshire in 10 years time, five years time, whenever to actually say to the world, we were in a right mess, but this is what we've achieved and this is what we've done. And this is how we've actually made that happen. And this is how we've actually made a multicultural yeah. Yorkshire come together and actually all feel at home at Headingley. It's a, it's, a, it's a massive chance for the club, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to refer back to something I wrote a while back, James. Is that, sorry, just to butt in, is that your um, Alexa? If I say Alexa, hit Chris, does it... Does it does a, hey, there, he, there she is, there she is. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The whole countries have. <laughs> We've just woken five people up in India. Um, I think that the I wrote about well, a little bit about it's also an opportunity to have a look at membership. Okay, uh, bear with me on this one. Yorkshire quite clearly come out and go. One of the key mem- benefits of being a Yorkshire member is access to the tickets, you know, the international tickets at Headingley. Now, I think there's time, there's opportunity to have a look at taking, for all of them, Lords of the Oval and everybody, taking away the, the the international aspect out from county membership, right? Make county membership flat across all 18 and put in a layer called stadium membership. So I become a member of Headingley. I become a member of the Oval as a stadium, right? So that gives me access to, pre early access to tickets. Don't have to be involved in the Yorkshire Cricket Club at all. Right, it's a different level of membership that's focused literally just at early door tickets for the stadium. Now, if you do that, it opens yourself up to be able to be incredibly clear in the way you 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 damage them in the future because you take away the stadium element of it. You've still got the county structure underneath it. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. I suppose one of the things that you're actually going to have to be inevitably will be um, will be faced with is um, whether they keep internationals or not. There'll be big matches at Headingley. There will be some idiots who want to try and just disrupt stuff and yell out something ridiculously obscene just to try and see what trouble they can cause. Yorkshire are going to have to have a very firm zero tolerance policy on that and bar people from the stadium, aren't they? If they if they transgress there, they're going to have to take very strong action against them. On the international side of things, they we were talking ahead of recording uh, and you put it quite nicely and just see if I can get it, uh, repeat what you said to me, but you either take internationals off Yorkshire altogether, you either yeah. almost like drip feed them back in or you... Um, give them all back you know that they have have um, full international status still i think everything other than full international status for the foreseeable puts yorkshire into 
massive financial problems. Yorkshire are, like I say, on the edge quite a little bit. I mean, on the edge is maybe a slight exaggeration, but they are walking a path that's not too far away from the cliff edge in terms of their finances at times. Um, if they don't have the international fixtures that they will have budgeted for over the forthcoming, over the forthcoming years, and that's going to cause them an, a massive hole. We've already seen sponsors of... Pulled out because of Azim's situation. So that's going to have already cost the club money. So internationals have to come to Headingley. Otherwise, Yorkshire are going to be in administration. And that helps nobody. That doesn't actually make anything any better. Helps nobody. And the other thing that we spoke about was that I think there is there is a potential for it to come back almost like year by year, being drip-fed back. Right, You can have 2022. If you're still a good boy by the end of 2022, and then you can have 2023. If you're a good boy and a good girl by the end of 2023, then you can have 2024. And if you're a good girl by the end of 2025, you can have 20, etc. But the, the way commercial sports operations work is you say, Chris, you run a big business. Would you like to sponsor Yorkshire? Tell you what, instead of having one year, have five years and you can, we can actually scale it down a little bit, but you get the cash in early and you, you basically sell your sponsorship over a certain number of years. The ashes is in two years' time. If, you, if, if the ECB say to Yorkshire, you can have 2022 and then we'll review it, how you cannot, as a commercial operation, include the ashes in, in any potential commercial deal with anybody and you have got you run the risk then of um fred the butcher saying well tell you what leave me alone for 2022 i'll come back in 2023 where the ashes will be available to me and that is not going to help the club financially either exactly the phrase i think i used was that you've, you've got to, you've got to give the the international steam back unconditionally now yeah the scenario you paint about drip this and drip that and everything else that that's a little bit like trying to overcome a transgression in a relationship where you're treading on eggshells that next time you go out or you go away for a boys weekend or whatever businesses big businesses need five-year plans it takes a while to deliver things it takes a while to turn they're big tankers it takes a while to, to change direction to change pace and i think that they've got to give yorkshire time to deliver a five-year plan and they, they're going to be more involved in, in, in monitoring it. Absolutely fine. Hopefully, members will be more involved in delivering it and holding them to account. That's good, right? And hopefully, there are some very clear milestones that they will they will you know, stick their flag to the mast on in terms of more inclusiveness. You know, not charging for the kit for the for the youngsters that are coming in. All that kind of stuff, right? A more inclusive diversity. You know, so you've got to say like. We've asked you to go away and come up with a five-year plan that we believe in. Well, then you've got to let them deliver the five-year plan. And you can't you can't say, well, your five-year plan depended on getting X number of tests, but we're going to take one and a half off and maybe three, but maybe not. Yeah, because how do you plan? You just don't no. plan. And, so you, and, and, and a lot of these things, if you get plan for failure if you do that. If, if I mean they've I think quite exciting partnership now with the multiplied Titans in South Africa, the Hook Islanders in Pakistan. I mean, I, I was out in the UAE um, three years ago, four years ago, excuse me, the Emirates T20 and the Hook Islanders actually won that competition. A young Shaheen Afridi and uh, Harris Ralph were their star um, bowlers at the death in the final. A lot of that team were from very remote parts of Pakistan where they'd effectively given up. They were playing tape ball cricket in the streets and never even thought about the professional life. Um, a Sahail actor who ended up being their captain and he's, I think, still their captain in the in the PSL and was working in a back office and basically said, right, cricket's not for me anymore. Nobody's going to pay me to play cricket. I'm going to actually get a proper job and you know, those dreams that I had are going to have to die. But they... 
the Lahore Calendars under Akib Javid went out into these areas, um, set up nets, said, come on down, lads, let's see what you can do. Picked out the ones that shone, and some of them are now Pakistan international players. It's, that's, yeah. it's a dr- dramatic and fantastic thing that they've done. And I think that is one of the reasons why that Lahore Calendars partnership is very, very exciting, because if you get those two clubs working together, Yorkshire and, and Lahore, and if multiple Titans, are, who I'm, I'm sure have done the same things in, in their area, I don't know quite so much about them. It's transferable to Yorkshire. Yorkshire's a massive county, some very urban areas, some very rural areas where you've got people out there, young lads out there, state school lads out there, a lot of talk about state versus private, etc., um, who are cricket lovers, who Joe Root is their hero, who Darren Goff maybe was their hero, Steve Patterson's their hero, whoever, and they want to be them but can't see a route through. All of a sudden, Darren Goff rocks up in his three-wheeler van, puts a net up and um, says, come on, lads, see, let's see how fast you can bowl. That, that could open up massive doors for them. It's, it's, that's a really exciting thing, I think. It is, and, and two things. Really. One is that it, that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, the, the implementation of that and, the, and the, the results of that are not going to happen overnight. Uh, and it's a great example of, of starting best practice. But it works best if they actually also accept the fact that in the Bradford League and the Asian League and everything else in Bradford, there are some incredibly strong individuals already developing pathways for that community into the game yeah yep. so so it works if it actually gives that group more inspiration and support if they think that they can just parachute in a solution that actually there's part of the solution on the doorstep they are just going to alienate the local community even further so and it's important to, it's important to get those communities part of the process as well and part of the solution isn't it so that they can they can own the future and, and, and no disrespect I doubt very much that they are that worried about international cricket, those communities. Yeah, you've got to find a way of making Yorkshire a club. And a club is somewhere where you go to. It's somewhere that you have a, an ongoing interaction with. It's where, where, you feel at, where you feel at home. Exactly, yeah. Okay. yeah. For everybody, right? Yeah, there should be multi-faith days. Every multi-faith day should be celebrated there, right? Yeah. It needs to be a far more less imposing, more open, more inclusive environment and I keep coming back to none of that is going to happen in the short in the in the time frame before you can decide like, on the 2023 Ashes or anything. So you've got to say we're going full steam ahead, but what we're not going to do, what the ECB what the ECB and members are not going to do and be allowed to do is to allow Yorkshire to go along unchecked. Because the biggest issue that they had was as an organization, and they are not the only county by a long way, they were allowed to operate unchecked. Right now, the the biggest penalty that, that that Yorkshire will take is one on the chin for every other county that no other county now should be allowed to go along unchecked. They should all have to have members on the boards. Those should be elected by the members. They should not be allowed to be challenged. There should be no caveat about needing twenty or thirty nominees on there because part of the problem with that rule is that. The old guard are the ones that have got 30 mates. The newcomers that you're trying to get into the system don't have any mates. And if they actually feel that I've got to have been a member for 30 years before 20 Yorkshiremen will even nod at me, never mind say hello, you're not going to get changed quickly. So there's got to be a realistic approach to this. right? And, and I just can't see how tying or, you know, it's almost like they say, we're, we're all going to go in a race, but half of you are going to have your shoelaces tied together. But we're not going to tell you which which of you, right? And we may actually not tie them that strongly so that they break, you know, and you can run freely. It's not fair. It's got to be a clean start for everybody. 
with a very clear plan that everybody is bought into with milestones that people are accountable for and a system that holds it to account. And that would be a first in my 50-odd years of knowing about English cricket. I think with um, accountability is massive here. I mean, Lord Patel's made no secret of that. He welcomes accountability. He wants to be, um, there needs to be those checks and balances. There needs to be um, people looking in and saying, you're getting that wrong or what about this? And, and you know, and making it, a, it, it needs to be, a, we're all in this together kind of attitude, doesn't it? So that, because it's, our, you know, our club, let's, let's all join together. Let's be united on this. Let's show the world what we can do kind of thing. And I, I think that's a, that, that could be a really positive thing if people actually buy into that. And, and, and I don't see why they shouldn't do. I think as well, just on the, going back to the Lahore thing, I think that, that stuff about going out into the communities, that is, uh, you know, could be really inclusive. You're not just looking for people of South Asian origin. You're not just looking for black guys. You're looking for everybody. Um, yeah. And you might, it might be that all you do is find 10 white guys. If, that, if they're the 10 white guys you find because they, they're found because they, they are the best, it might be that you find 10 guys from Asian origin. If they're yeah. the best, that's, that's, that's how it has to work, I think. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. There's been a load of tweets coming in, actually, while we've been talking, Chris. So I'm going to have to go through these. I'm reading these blind. So if anybody's done me up like a kipper, thank you very much. Um, but um, we've got um, medium pace Dobler says no to the answer of, because the, the podcast is entitled Yorkshire Cricket. Should Henley get its international uh, internationals back? Very short to the point. No, is uh, medium pace Dobler's thing. Um, WG Rumble Pants, he says, um, it's a tough one. Sometimes it seems some Yorkshire members haven't acknowledged the problem. I think that's that's... That is true. So yeah. it doesn't feel right for Yorkshire to be hosting internationals this season. That said, it would be horrendous for English cricket to see Yorkshire become financially imperiled. Well, I'll tell you what, WG Rumble Pants, I agree with you on both of those points. I think there are some Yorkshire fans who are very um, reluctant to see this as a problem and they need to, and they need to wake up very quickly. And if internationals are withdrawn in 2022 WG Rumble Pants, there won't be a Yorkshire cricket club to watch in 2023 because it is that kind of situation where the revenue and the commercials and the hospitality and everything that comes in from international cricket stacks up to quite a lot of cash and is the difference between the club sitting back and thinking we're doing okay and the club actually going under. It is that stark a kind of situation. Um, Dan says, fine, relegation, points deduction in 2022 and give them an international ban but suspended for, say, 10 years. Any further indiscretions and they wouldn't have to stand. Banning them and destroying them isn't the solution. Purely my opinion, of course. Well, Dan, that's why you that's why you've been asked to make your opinion because it is your opinion. That's what, it's the opinions that make the world go around. Mike suggests that we have a legally binding Twitter poll. <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure that's the safest way of doing it, Mike, I have to say. Yeah, in England, we're not very good at votes, I don't think. Um, Surab says, will it not affect the players and people employed by the club? Um, I mean, it will, Chris, won't it? Yeah. yeah, whatever the whatever the decision is from the ECB, whether it's what we hoping and international cricket re- is, re- is retained or whether um, it's taken away and they go down a different route in terms of a sanction, everybody in, associated with the club is affected by that. The players, of course, are affected, Yeah, depending on which division they're playing in, depending on how many points they start off with minus, depending on which division they're in. People employed by the club are looking at it for their livelihoods and fans are obviously looking at it for entertainment and the club that we hope that everybody calls home. It affects everybody, doesn't it? It does. I mean, just to go through those, 
the, the, the guy, the, the original guy said, no, I'd be interested to see if, if having listened to, to this till the end, which obviously he won't have had the opportunity, yeah, whether he still feels no. Uh, to, to, to Rumble Pants, you need to check out that guy's Twitter line because he's an absolutely phenomenal artist. He's yeah. an absolutely I, brilliant painter. I, I don't want him to be painting us, though, Chris. It'll break his... No, no, his, no, no, no. no, no. I, 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 we would be one of those that was better on a ceiling that you didn't see. Um, I, I, I just want to make one last point on this, and, and I know that time's up against us, but let's, not be, let's be honest about this. Yorkshire aren't the only guilty party in this, right? The ECB, right have an element of, of putting their hands up to say, we got things wrong as well. So if you're going to go down the route of punishment, then punishment has to include all guilty parties. You know? Otherwise, it's unfair. Now, that becomes an issue because part of the people who were guilty, the ECB, are actually now the ones that are going to be passing a sanction, right? Yeah. So how, how do you unravel that one? But I, I still feel that there has to be something that says that let's hold the ECB and Yorkshire to account for a plan that they jointly agree and sign off of that's built over a period of time that's based around actually addressing this wider issue of racism, diversity and inclusivity in cricket. And let's not worry immediately about hand-tying anybody by making it financially restricted. If they get it wrong, then there's a big penalty to be paid at the end of it but let's give everybody a chance to have a very unconditional run at making it work. There are a few other uh, messages that come in as well. There is an element of punishing fans for something they had nothing to do with, but I think ECB have backed themselves into a corner by giving that sanction. Ultimately, Lee, though, Yorkshire are guilty. Um, and that, that unfortunately, sometimes if the if the bosses at an organisation are guilty, it filters down, the punishment filters down, and Yorkshire can't be just... Um, treated as being completely innocent in this laney 32 who i have plenty of um issues with on twitter and i'll read his out because i'm not going to just read out things that are actually what i agree with um he says the most anti-yorkshire person that's me apparently um who claims he loves yorkshire um i know is at it again i'll tell you what laney 32 I'm going to answer you now and I'm going to look at the lens and I'm going to tell you this. I love Yorkshire County Cricket Club. I was a fan before I worked there. I was a member before I worked there. I worked there for six years with pride and I loved working at that club and I've covered it in the media ever since and I care about that institution. But what I cannot tolerate is an organisation which has undertones, overtones, however you want to describe it, of racism and inequality because that is just out of order. And however you look at what Yorkshire did... They had a member of staff sat in front of them in tears. There are witnesses to suggest that is true. Well, to say it's true. Who they to- who was basically telling them that they- he was a victim of racism and bullying. And they did absolutely nothing about it. And that is why they're in dock now. And that is why members of staff have lost their jobs. And that is why Yorkshire are where they are at the moment. And they deserve to be punished for that. But I do not want to see Yorkshire go under. I haven't spent 18 months of my life and it has been quite stressful at times, I'll tell you now, because I've got idiots like you on Twitter telling me that I'm an idiot all the time. I have not spent 18 months of my life fighting for justice and as in to be heard and for equality for the club to basically have the book thrown at them, lose internationals and go out of business. I spent hours on the phone to Azim. He was in seriously dark times on occasions and he 
and I had many, many hours of conversations, the majority of which were with both Yorkshire fans. We both love the club. He's got a Yorkshire cap that he treasures above anything in the game. I love that club as well. And we want to see them successful both on the pitch and off the pitch. But we want to see them successful in the right way, doing the right things and showing the world how great Yorkshire people are. And that is not what Yorkshire County Cricket Club has done. So Laney32, stick your tweet where the sun don't shine. WG Rumble Pants says, unfortunately, yes, it will. But how should Yorkshire be sanctioned? Well, scroll back to the start of this podcast, WG Rumble Pants, and you'll see what some of our suggestions were on that. Rob Dixon, who is a friend of mine, who is also a Durham fan, um, says, and obviously Durham fans have got their own baggage when it comes to things like this. Um, still don't like the idea of Yorkshire threatening the ECB, that they will go bust if they don't get international games. It's not a threat, Rob. It's true. They will go bust. Um, ECB will bail them out if in that in that instance instance with some draconian rules they put on the same draconian rules they put on durham for example demotion and points deductions to division two i mean but all of that can be all of that can be bypassed by getting the right i mean we've said earlier rob that we didn't think durham was dealt with fairly so two wrongs don't make a right and if you actually just make a draconian punishment now which puts Yorkshire out of business and then come back with a silver platter with some coins on it to say, well, this bailed you out. Just bypass all that and avoid Yorkshire going out of, going out of business in the first place. Because going out of business doesn't actually make Yorkshire cricket any more inclusive. It makes it worse. Yeah. Maybe it's you, Chris. I've had my rant there. I've, been, I've said a lot of words there. Well, I, 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 I actually was thinking halfway through that that, I'll turn, that we should turn the studio into like a, a couple of confessional boxes next time. Um, and being a Yorkshireman, I, I'm pretty sure that, that my parents loved me, um, even when they grounded me when I when I, I transgressed as a, a youngster. So, so tough love, yeah, and, and punishment for doing something wrong is not a sign of not loving somebody. So, whoever thinks you don't love Yorkshire, I think has has uh, got to really maybe reappraise that. And uh, yeah, if if you if you think you want the club to go bust, then then wind it up now. Yeah, just just get all the bad news out of the way. Right? That patently isn't the case, right? Everybody wants it to succeed. We're just trying to figure out the best way. Um, well, even even Lancashire fans I've spoken to don't want Yorkshire to go out of business because we'd miss some of those great roses matches. Oh, you know, you want your rivals to, to, to yeah, you're, you're right. You want your rivals. We want you know strong Yorkshire, strong England. Where are the players going to go? Right? If you're in the second division, are they going to be good enough? We've got an issue. Let's be honest. We've got a big enough issue with the quality of red ball cricket in this country, anyway. Yeah, which we need to be addressing. Right, yeah, and, and we need, you know, England need to be selling tickets, and they're going to sell tickets and get sponsorship and TV rights if they have a strong team. So the the whole county structure has to be geared up towards providing a, a stronger, sort of stronger team to, to take, you know, to, to address that. But with cricket at the moment, when such a high percentage of the of a club's income comes from match day sales, right? There's only one physical way out of this at the moment, and that's to have matches. Mm. <laughs> you can't bail you can't bail them out, right? And Yorkshire's got that unique situation of that loan, that the, the, the outstanding loan that needs to be paid off as well, which is slightly different than saying all clubs run with a debt. Yeah, there's a very specific you know, situation in place there, and you know, I think the danger is that you, by the time you try to find a very unique situation that unravels all of those situations, that kind of makes everybody not angry and sort of happy. Yeah, you're into 2025 anyway, and, and, and you've actually gone out of business because nobody's had any certainty in their life. 
Nobody yeah. knows whether they should still keep their holidays in place for this summer to go to Holt, to go to Yorkshire. Nobody knows whether the uh, an Australian knows whether they should plan to come over to the twenty three uh, series because they want to see families in Yorkshire. You've got to give people certainty, and you've got to give people an opportunity, and you've got to hold people to an account. And it, it's just so basically simple when you look at it from a a human business aspect. But from a cricket perspective, it seems to me that I may as well have just been speaking Swahili because it's just an enigma to everybody that they're going to actually do something that they say they do and be held to account if they don't. Well, I think we're, we're kind of not in the um, our culture in this country at the moment isn't to trust anybody and what they say because we've got politicians telling us utter rubbish every day. Yeah, I can understand why people are maybe a bit uh, a bit sceptical when uh, Lord Patel says things and what have you, because we see it all the time, don't we? But I actually believe him, and I think there is a real willing willingness at the club to do the right thing now to make Yorkshire better, and hopefully they're given the opportunity to do that. Chris, we will talk again after we know what the ECB do. We've we speculated today a little bit. we said what we think should happen, um, and ultimately what we hope will happen is that, well... I don't hope Yorkshire get punished. Well, I do hope Yorkshire get punished because they've been out of order in what they've done. But we want to see them in business. We want to see Yorkshire survive. We want to see Yorkshire able to show the world what they can do and actually involve everybody. As Chris says, let's make Headingley the home of Yorkshire. There's some fantastic people in Yorkshire from all different backgrounds, all types of people. And they should all be able to walk into the gates of Headingley and feel equally at home watching some great cricket underneath the sunshine fingers crossed i will talk to you in a few days chris thank you for your time today you're welcome as always james as ever and uh, thank you out there everybody for uh, watching and listening even laney 32 with your, your question that got me angry and um, i will see you all again very soon indeed and uh, well fingers crossed ecb make a good decision this week and uh, we have yorkshire cricket to watch in the future see you soon everybody Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.